Welcome to the World Outreach Podcast, dynamic conversations designed to empower our community as we engage unreached people groups everywhere. Leviticus 19.34 says, You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you are strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. This verse reminds us to remember the foreigners in our lands and to love them as ourselves. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the importance of receiving and ministering to migrants from unreached people groups with Yvonne Venter, World Outreach's South African director. He's going to share with us about some of the amazing opportunities before us and some resources that World Outreach has been developing to assist us in ministering to migrants. Let's get right to our conversation with Yvonne. Yvonne, thanks for joining us today on the World Outreach podcast. I'm really excited to have you on to discuss uh, migrant ministries. And so thanks for taking the time. Yes, thank you so much. It's a really a privilege to, to talk with you today. So before we jump into um, Migrant Ministries and what's happening within a UPG context within World Outreach, uh, tell us about yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I'm really excited. I think the Migrant Opportunity is an amazing opportunity. But yeah, a little bit about myself. So I'm married to Danel, and uh, we actually met on, on an outreach, for, which was very exciting and um, scary a little bit for me. Uh, but yeah, it's been an amazing journey. Um, she loves the Lord with all her heart. And yeah, so we're just taking this adventure together. And uh, so she's, she's involved with the ministry in different levels, uh, but while she's working as a, as a pharmacist. Great. Awesome. So tell us about a little bit about your role within World Outreach and kind of your journey into World Outreach. Yes. So my journey into World Outreach, I was a local pastor in South Africa. Uh, with a dem- denomination called uh, the Apostolic Faith Mission. Okay. And um, so I met MC, uh, which was the director of World Outreach South Africa at that stage, uh, through one of the local churches. And we started a journeying together. And after a couple of years, he, he coerced me to come into World Outreach. <laughs> now he invited me to, to come into World Outreach and... Um, just providing a platform to, to join him in, in his ministry initially. Right. And uh, his ministry was to do short-term outreaches uh, to different ca- countries like Lesotho and um, Botswana and Swaziland, those type of places. Okay. Mobilization more. Yeah. More. Yeah. And so I, I joined him in his ministry. And through his role as the director of World Outreach South Africa, I was introduced to the organizational side of of world outreach and what all that meant. And so I, I just saw the opportunities uh, that mm. was there for the World Outreach South African office to grow. And it evolved from there um, since 2014, I think I joined. And so it in, evolved from there until initially I took over from MC. And, um, and yeah, so now I'm the director for World Outreach South Africa, which is a big privilege. Yeah, awesome. That's great. I think it's really important how um, you were invited into the work and kind of grew into your mission exposure and, and what God's been doing. And now, I mean, you've been a great vo- vocal advocate of world outreach in South Africa. We're seeing lots of good developments taking place there. So that's that's really exciting. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the specific things you do as a country office uh, national director um, for South Africa, some of the outreaches, or what does your role look like? What does that involve? Yeah, so um, the role basically um, involves managing our country team, mm-hmm. uh, which is involved in mobilizing, helping churches um, from the context of where they are in their missions exposure, and then taking them from there. And that involves doing workshops at churches to help them to become 
more involved in the communities, doing short-term outreaches, and ultimately um, mentoring them uh, until they start being involved in UPGs. Okay. And whether that is by adopting our current um, mission workers, or am I allowed to say that word? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Can edit that. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so doing exposure trips uh, and helping people to just become more aware of the UPGs. And our heart uh, from the South African office is that we want to see people do this as a lifestyle, uh, to live out their Christianity. And one of those uh, experiences or expressions, rather, sorry, is uh, to, to reach out to UPGs, those who have never heard. Right. And so we do this in a variety of ways. We are involved with Ekbalus, and, but also, and this is where the migrant ministry came in, uh, we became involved in, in local ministries in South Africa. And that's where we saw this amazing opportunity of all of these UPG migrants living in South Africa. And so another thing that we do in Outreach South Africa is to also support and care for our South African missionaries in different ways. Uh, we are visiting them on the field and we are also trying to, to host them effectively where needed. And so, yeah, there's a lot of things that it involves, uh, which is very exciting. Yeah, that's great. I've heard some really great positive um, feedback from our South African mission partners kind of scattered around the world about how much they feel that the South Africa office has stood behind them and journeying with them. So that's really great. Um, thanks for doing that. Um, tell me a little bit about this um, migrant ministries and how um, what you've been observing and what then kind of how you guys launched into um, pursuing that as a more expression of um, World Outreach South Africa. Mm. Yeah, so, so we've always been um, investigating how we as a country office can become involved in UPG ministry. Uh, so we are investigating some options abroad, outside of South Africa. Okay. Uh, but while we were doing that and praying about it, we just started recognizing, hey, but we've got all of these migrants uh, flooding into South Africa because of different scenarios and, and things that resulted them in coming to South Africa. But uh, we just saw that, hey, there's, a, there's an amazing opportunity. One of the interesting statistics is that one of the least rich people groups or unrich people groups rather is that they have over 15,000 uh, cell phone shops in South Africa Oh wow! and that is just the shops uh, yeah. there, there are many other factors behind that families friends that come and help and assist in those shops so there are many many of these people and so one of our team members he has this great analogy that he got from the Lord is he said the, the unrich people groups are like fruit on a tree and so the low-hanging fruit has been picked, but now the Lord is, is taking the, the top branches and pulling them down, bringing them closer mm. to us. Yeah, yeah. And that is referring to the, to the migrants that the Lord is now um, giving us at our doorstep. Yeah, so people groups that are traditionally hard to engage with or get to or have access to for a variety of reasons, maybe challenging to get visas, maybe hostile conditions, war conditions. Now they're being brought to you where you guys are at. And so you're sensing that God is now preparing these people this way by bringing the branches down. That's fantastic. So talk to me a little bit about what are you guys defining as a migrant? Yeah, so, so a migrant, um, there, there's so many expressions and, and definitions of, of migrants. But I think for us, 
we see migrants as as people who have come into a country from a UPG. Okay. Um, and then there's there's the other side, the flip side of it, of we are also looking at migrants, so so UPGs in countries, but Christian workers in those countries uh, that are living as migrants, but they can reach out to UPGs in those countries. Okay. So we've got these two sides of the coin. Two sides. So yeah. one is people who are from a UPG that have moved into a locale near you, and the second one would be those who have gone out and working with different people amongst these communities. Yes. Yeah, cool. That's really cool. Um, tell me a little bit about what kind of the biblical basis for migrant ministries and while you guys, um, what's motivating um, picking up this need? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of scripture that talks about, uh, you know, welcoming strangers into our communities. Uh, one of the stories that, that really touches me that, sto- that talks about uh, being a stranger is the Good Samaritan. Mm. And how the Good Samaritan, he, he reached out to a total stranger that was in, in crisis and in need. And he, he helped him, he facilitated his healing and that uh, process of healing. Uh, and so we see that as a, as a relevant scripture uh, to say that the Lord is inviting us to reach out to those who, who feel that they are strangers. Uh, and all of us can identify with this. At some time in our lives, we felt as strangers. Yeah. And what a privilege to be able uh, to invite these people who are feeling almost lost and detached from their own countries, their own cultures. Uh, they are coming into sometimes very hostile scenarios. Like in South Africa, we see a lot of hostility towards foreigners. Uh, but welcoming those strangers in what an amazing expression of of christ-like life yeah for me one of those interesting aspects of this as well if you look at jesus's life he himself was a migrant at one point he went from you know bethlehem his place of birth um, under persecution to egypt to escape the king and um, so he himself understands the plight of the migrants and that the gospel so they are um the gospel is still relevant to them. Jesus can recognize with them. And we as a church, we have to embrace those who are outsiders and, 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 and love them the way Christ loves them. And so it's a great opportunity for that. So we're seeing people moving. Um, you know, most of us watch the news. We see what's happening. There's so much political um, issues, wars, famines, you know, natural disasters that are causing people to shift and move to you. Um, specifically, what kind of opportunities, why is it important to for the church to respond to it now? Well, I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity to, to overcome some of the challenges of, of traditional missionary type going to these restricted countries, uh, where you have someone from a restricted country where it would have been almost impossible to gain a visa for that country. You've got families coming to you now. Mm. Uh, coming to the church, local church, where people, business people, moms, uh, people in, in just everyday jobs can be involved now in the missionary task to reach out to the UPGs. Right. I think this is an unprecedented opportunity that we have for the global church to be involved through migrant ministry reaching out to UPGs. Yeah, that's great. So each person can get involved um, in the missionary task. They're not just having to be sent out to another nation, another country, but the people are actually coming there right there on their doorsteps right now. Yeah. 
So part of what you guys have done uh, within South Africa and kind of globally is you've been looking at um, forming a task group, forming some groups, because um, migrant ministry is not necessarily new, and we've had lots of people within World Outreach who have been doing it. And from what I understand, um, there's been a work group who's formed. People have been speaking into this from a variety of places around the world, current practitioners, and um, you're trying to develop some best practices and some resources for people. Tell us a little bit about what you've learned in best practices and then what are some of the resources that you guys are working on developing. Awesome. I just wanted to to mention something uh, else that we just uh, overlooked a little bit was that sometimes uh, a lot of uh, missionary people and, and agencies feel that if we are now reaching out to migrants who have come to us, we are not sending people anymore. That's not at all what we are saying. Right. Okay. We are saying both and. Both and, uh, yes. We are sending people wherever God is leading them, but we are just becoming aware of the opportunity of reaching the migrants uh, in, our, in our local vicinities. Right. And for most people, it could be a full-time role. So they might even need to be sent by their church or by other supporters to actually engage full-time with um, uh, yes. migrant workers in their locale. Yes, exactly. Okay. So something that you um, uh, ask about uh, is some of the best practices and, and our working group. Uh, so since forming this working group, we've interviewed about 15 uh, different mission partners uh, that's been involved in some way or form with migrant ministry to, to gain um, some insight and practical best practices of how to do this. Mm-hmm. What was helpful, what was not helpful, uh, what have they gained and what have they lost. And since we've done that, we've gained a lot of amazing information and resources uh, from those interviews. Uh, so some of the things that we looked at, uh, we saw that one of the highlights were relationship. Okay. Relationship is one of the, the, the best practices. A lot, a lot of times people look at strategies and 10-step and plans and whatever. But relationship for these people, especially migrants, is so important. Because migrants are displaced out of their own countries, out of their languages, they need to feel welcomed. Mm. And, and relationship is, is the, one of the best platforms to do that. So within that, within the research that you guys have been conducting and observing from other places, what are some of the ways that people can welcome um, migrants into their life and create a welcoming atmosphere for them? So some of the things that, that we've seen is very relevant is um, a lot of these migrant are, migrants are opening local shops. Uh, so just to be intentional in going to buy okay. your groceries or whatever they are selling at those shops, uh, making use of their services. Uh, another platform that, that we've seen in a lot of places is um, providing English lessons or local language lessons. Uh, because many of these migrants are coming in with no language at all and not having the resources uh, to gain local language. So just providing a platform of, of local language. Right, so learning to identify some felt needs that people have and just meeting simple things, a welcoming smile, a conversation, um, mm. you know, addressing some of these needs, welcoming them, inviting them to an activity or um, spending time with them begins that, that road of development of yeah. relationship with them. And another, another thing that was uh, very relevant from, from what we've seen is that um, learning even a couple of phrases in the local language of the migrant helps breach um, some, of the, you know, some of the gaps in, in building a relationship. 
Yeah. And so that is very helpful, and we've seen it everywhere. This just learn a couple of phrases. If you cannot learn the whole language, if you can learn the whole language, that's best. But if you cannot just learn a couple of phrases, it makes the people feel welcome. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So as a work group, I mean, you were beginning identifying these research tools, kind of the best practices that we're observing from practitioners. Um, what are you guys hoping to do with that um, information? So one of the things that we are very excited about is uh, developing a, a starter kit. And it's, it's basically a package mm -hmm. uh, that, that is a compilation of some of these best practices, the resources. Uh, there's so many resources and training available for migrant ministry. Okay. And so we, we just want to collate all of that information, make it simple, simple and as practi practical as possible uh, to deliver and uh, give to people that want to start these type of ministries. And uh, so, so that is one of our main objectives which we are very excited about and, and we have actually developed a draft copy of it. Okay. And uh, so now we are seeking uh, places to pilot okay. these starter packages. Okay. So if someone's interested in learning about those kind of pilot packages and what's available to them, what should they do? They can basically um, just contact me. Okay. And uh, then we'll set them up and, and walk them through the process. And uh, it would be very helpful if uh, we can have people to practically walk this out with us um, just for people to be aware that this is a developing uh, package right. and and we want to see what works and what what does not work so well okay, and, okay. Uh, so it's a learning process for us but it's also an opportunity for people to to pilot the project right so within the current package that you have right now um what are some of the readily made resources for people um, to use? What are some of the key points there already? Um, so we've got um, key strategies okay. on how to adopt uh, a people group. Okay. Uh, so this is very relevant if, if it's like a, a life group or a small group and or even a church. Uh, if they want to adopt what is the, some of the processes, practical processes that you could take. Uh, because we've identified that prayer is one of the central points, uh, one of the foundational things to do. And so how to develop a, a prayer strategy, how to adopt um, your UPG. And then we go on to um, training. What are some of the training available? And then we also provide some of the useful platforms. What are some of the considerations to, to, to keep in mind? when you are engaging a people group. Like one of the things that we've seen is very relevant um, with regards to considerations are the, the sacrifice that would, um, what these UPGs would make if they come to Christ. Mm. And to make your home even available uh, for someone uh, because they could lose their job, they could lose their, their home, they could lose their family ties even if they come to Christ. And so to keep in mind that it will be uh, you will be fully engaged in this process. And so we've got a whole a bunch of other stuff to, to just consider and keep in mind as you walk on this journey. That's so great. this is just a broad overview of some of the things in a starter kit. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I think it's really great that we're, um, we have these resources available that you and your, the team have uh, worked so hard to develop it. So Ivan, you've um, mentioned some of the, way, the starter pack and some of the ways you can get involved needing for... Um, developing this further and taking um, migrant ministries to a, a new level? 
Yeah, I think um, one of the major things that we are looking at is prayer support. Okay. Uh, to just pray for us uh, during this process. And then also just opportunities to make people aware of this amazing opportunity that, that we have currently with the, with the migrant ministries. And then also if people want to become part of this working group, they could contact us and we could um, set up something that they could also give the, some of the inputs. I must say that the inputs that we've got from our mission partners has been invaluable. It's been amazing to hear some of the practical stuff and not just the high-level, um, pie-in-the-sky type of scenarios, but the practical things, what have worked and what haven't worked. So if anyone wants to be involved, they are most welcome. That's awesome. Um, I think that would be really great if people do get involved. Um, I think... You know, as I've gone around and worked with other of our missionaries kind of around the globe, this seems to be just a real, real trend, real issue of migrants moving everywhere. People, So much people movement and there's so many opportunities and just um, being mindful of it. Most of us don't engage with it because we're not mindful or paying attention to it. So I really want to thank you guys for taking the time to highlight this need um, to begin creating um, some resources that other people can use. I think it's fantastic. One thing just before you leave, one of the practices we have on this podcast um, is asking people how are they developing themselves because we have a culture in our organization of lifelong learning. So what are you doing currently to help grow yourself um, as a learner, as a leader, as a man, husband? Yeah, so, so there's actually a couple of things um, that I'm doing. Uh, one of the things is that I'm, I'm intentionally making time throughout the day uh, to specifically pray and just spend time with, with Jesus. Uh, I felt that I needed to, to grow in my awareness of, of the Holy Spirit and, and the Lord's presence. So intentionally throughout the day, I'm taking time. Okay. Uh, and then I'm also reading some books um, specifically on some of the areas that I want to grow in. Okay. And one of the things that I'm also doing is I'm stepping out and, mm. and implementing uh, different areas where I've been almost like holding back okay, and not good. wanting to to engage yeah. I've, I've said to myself no you have to step out and, and try some of these things uh, so yeah I'm stretching myself in, in different areas which is exciting and, and very f- frightful but, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah no it's, it's amazing uh, and also just doing some online courses okay. uh, to, to upskill what type of courses are you doing? One of the very relevant things is fundraising. Fundraising, <laughs> working on how to fundraise. Yes, yeah. how to fundraise, how to set up a fundraising strategy for our country office and how to get uh, more people involved in fundraising. Um, so, yeah, we, we're doing a couple of things on that. Man, that's great. Um, it's, it's great that you're continuing to learn to grow, to um, demonstrate our culture of lifelong learning. So, Yvonne, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Um, I think we've been blessed. I think we've learned some things about migrant ministries, the opportunities right at our door. And um, so thanks again for taking your time and, and, and speaking to us today. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a privilege to spend time with you. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm sure you found it encouraging and useful conversation. If you'd like to learn more about the Migrant Starter Kit that Ivan and the team have developed, you can contact him at his email, which I'll include in the episode description. If you'd like to learn more about the online fundraising course for missionaries, you can go to Didasco's website and register for the free course or click on the link in the description. 
Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you get each new episode as soon as they're released. And if you have comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes, you can contact me at the email in the episode description. Thanks for listening. God bless.